Hey y'all, this is Ginger DeVries, guest number 56 of the podcast encouraging you today to use your position to broadcast God's love. All things work together for the good to those who love God and to those who's called according to his purpose. God has sent Jesus to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives. Freedom, my friends. That season may not be the thing that you wanted necessarily, but God needs you to learn something. Hindsight with God, you understand, but in the middle of stuff, you just gotta hang on and trust Him. We're not supposed to do for God, we're supposed to be for God. The doing is a side effect. God is able to bless you abundantly. If He can take care of the birds of the air and the flowers of the field, so more can He do for you. It's all going to work together for your good. If you love God, you just continue to stay Stay humble, seek God, and it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. God's word says, whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. We pray this episode is an encouragement to you to go out and use your position to broadcast his love. From Scotto Albritton Studios, here's your host, Ricky. Hey everyone, and welcome to Broadcast His Love. This is a podcast where we talk about what life looks like when we decrease our name and increase God's name, because it's all about Jesus living life on purpose for Him. And I don't know if God put a little spark in your heart to do something really fun, or maybe it scares you a little bit to do it, but He wants you to do it not for anyone else's glory, but for His to love God and love people. And I just pray this conversation encourages you to draw closer to Jesus and then go out and do that thing and let Jesus grow that flame inside of you, building the confidence that you have in Him to do what He's called you to do. Today, we're talking with Heather Dammeyer Richards. She's the broker, owner of Postcard Realty and Properties here in Pensacola, Pensacola Beach, Florida. Here in the studio today. How are you, Heather? I'm great. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm so excited to have you. I'm too. Yay. Yes. Okay. okay. So before this conversation, you were like, I'm so nervous. Like, so I have been listening to your podcast to prep. Yeah. And I've just listened to so many amazing women, so many women that I actually know. Yeah. And they are so much more you know, up to the scriptures and the verses. And I just thought, I am so unworthy to be no, on this podcast. No, 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 no. Okay. And I realized maybe, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, that's how we all feel all the time. And, yeah. you know, you just kind of realize that you are meant to be there in yeah, that yeah. season and time. It's kind of like, oh my goodness, I can't believe that Jesus is my daddy. Like, <laughs> Abba Father. Like that yeah. That feeling though, I, I, I've had that feeling before of like, I feel unworthy. And what it is, is just a like, oh my goodness, I have been adopted by Christ. Like I have been called into this marvelous light. Like that legit Mm -hmm. is what it is. Yes. Because I used to feel like that of like this unworthiness. And then God's like, oh no, oh no, I've chosen you. (laughs) Right. I I mean, I was raised in the church. Yeah. You know, I've always gone to church, but I really feel in the last, you know, probably 10 years where it's been more of a finding out what it really means to be a Christian and understand Jesus versus just checking a box of going on Sunday. Yeah. You know, and just really meaning and actually living. And by all means, I've still got lots of growing to do, but I'm trying, you know, every day just to see how I could do it different and, you know, be worthy to be sitting here. Exactly. Yes. Okay. So there's a scripture. It says, 
as not to like throw scriptures out, but this is like too good not to share in this moment. <laughs> it's my life verse. It's Ephesians 4, 1. And it says, as a prisoner for the Lord, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. And in, okay, so we go to church together. Heather and yes. I go to Upper Room Church on Pensacola Beach. And we were in a night of worship one night, and there was just song after song after song. They were just singing about worthy, worthy is the lamb who was slain, like worthy, mm. worthy. And I'm like, this word worthy is just so hard for me to understand. Like, God, you are worthy of our praise. You know, just, I don't know. It's just being worthy is such an interesting thing to talk about. But with that, I know because I've seen you just overflow at our church of like, thanks to God of what he's done for you. I know that God has taken you to a special place in your life in this season right now. Like, tell us what you're doing and what God is doing in your life. So, you know, it's kind of funny that you mentioned seasons already because yeah. I honestly, you know, being back to checking the box of church, I never knew about seasons until I was in a really bad one. And then at the time, somebody kind of brought up to me, well, that's just a season, you know, that person or this situation is not forever. It's just a season. And then it changed my whole way of looking at things. So now when I am in a bad season, then I just realize that it's a season. Or if I'm in a good season, that it's not going to be there forever. Oh, that's so powerful. You know, um, so what we do is vacation rentals, long-term management, and a full brokerage for real estate. I actually started this journey not on purpose. I was a salesperson locally. Um, my husband laughs when he met me. I was working at Lamar Advertising, and he said, I said, I'm a lifer. I've got a good salary. Yeah. I have health insurance. That's all that matters to exactly. me. Yeah. And two years later, I said, I think I should quit my job and <laughs> become a real estate agent. Yes. Um, yes. You know, and then after that, it's just been one step after the other. We started the vacation rental company, and that did really well. And then we did real estate, and that was great. yeah. And then I wanted to do long-term management. We have to become a broker to do that. So we started and went to become um, Postcard Realty, the brokerage. And every step just kind of came in front of us. It wasn't, you know, and I say us because my husband, I could never do anything without him because yeah. he supports me. We have a two-year-old and a six-year-old. So, yeah, you know? it's, like it's a team effort. <laughs> oh, whether sure. he wants it or not, yeah. he's on the team. And he's, he's probably impressed that I even mentioned him because exactly. he know? said I do. Yes. Welcome to the team. <laughs> but um, so, you know, every step has just been, I felt an overwhelming of, I never questioned it and I always took the next step. And, you know, if it was scary, the scariest one was leaving a corporate job mm -hmm. to go out on your own. Um, and I just always kind of took the next step in front of me and didn't really, you know, think too much about it. I just knew that it was the right way to go. Yeah. I think the neatest thing about your story, and we were talking about this earlier, is that how God put things in front of you. Like you were like, you know, you just said, well, God just put things in front of us. And then we did those and you did them well. And I just think it's interesting because for the person listening, they see someone on Instagram or see someone on Facebook and they're like, oh, wow, look at their success. But it's like this podcast is about what God has done through us, using us, us saying, okay, God, I surrender, use me, and then him doing abundantly more in our lives. And so we want to know how God got you to this position. And I, I don't mean to jump ahead, but the story about your dad, you mentioned it earlier. Do you mind sharing that? Um, so, you know, the thing is, too, so you can look at it and say, I can look back and go, there were times where I knew that was God. There was people that gave me an opportunity that I maybe didn't deserve at the time or an opportunity that was too good to be true. 
And then there were situations where I look back and I thought maybe it was hard at the time, but really it all was God's timing also. And they all wove together to be this great thing. Mm -hmm. So how I got into the vacation rentals was my dad had bought a condo and he said, who should I get to manage it? And I said, well, I should try it, you know? And the next thing I knew I was managing seven of his neighbors. And then, um, you know, we kind of went from there and I was just growing it and I decided to start uh, doing real estate also. And then the long term. Yeah. I think that's interesting that you started small because, you know, everybody thinks about, oh, and then you got seven properties. You know, you did well with your dad's property and- Oh, it was years. I mean, we've been doing the vacation rentals for six years. Yeah. And also this is the first year that we've ever advertised. So everybody's like, wow, you know, there's 40 vacation rentals on this website. How did they get 40? Well, it was a growing day after day, taking the next step. Mm -hmm. You know, it wasn't overnight. And this is actually the first year that we've advertised it. But it was just one of those things that just kind of happened naturally, Mm -hmm. you know, and it was all great people that were just really involved. And I, so I kind of laughed just the way I always say that the next thing is happening because I'm kind of an over giver. What Heather is about to share right now is the reason why she is on this podcast right now. (laughs) She came up to me and I was like, man, I I just got to have you on the podcast and you instantly started talking about giving, like how God has shown you how to give. Yeah, and that was from examples from other people. You know, just I was in debt before I started the vacation rental company, and God put somebody in my life that paid for me to go to Dave Ramsey. Amazing. So then I did the Dave Ramsey, and they're a local couple. They're wonderful. Yeah. Um, So they paid for that, and then the next step happened. And I just have always kind of been, you can't outgive God. So I give very freely with my time yeah. or any way I can. And I think that the next step just comes naturally because yeah. if not, I'm, you know, I like, where did all the money go? Well, I gave it away. Yeah, I gave <laughs> so, it away. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just keep working because I really truly feel at the end of the day, I'm supposed to help people. And I have that nature to want to help. So if the opportunity is in front of me, I always want to be able to to do it. Yeah. So I just keep working so that I can be the person that somebody comes to if they need help. For the person who is listening, I'm talking to you. There's a scripture that talks about it's better to give than receive. So that joy, emotion, that feeling that you have right now listening to Heather about, oh, really? Like you really feel that way? It is better to give than receive. That's a Holy Spirit characteristic that he has given Heather to say, I want to give, whether that's money, yes, time. Yes, I was going to say, it does not have to be money. You know, it yeah. could be time or just being a friend or, mm-hmm. you know, kind of being the person. I was always the person that helped pick up kids from school. Like I had, my friends had kids before I did. There's so many times though where I've seen other people give. Linda English is a local person. She was my first person that I went on a mission trip with. Awesome. And she does so many things locally and just watching her give to people locally and abroad is so inspiring because you just know, I mean, these people are the happiest people just to have you. Yeah, <laughs> yes. So the people of you Peru know? were so yeah. grateful just to be there. And, yeah. you know, Linda glows. I just feel like all these people that yeah. give just naturally glow. You exactly. Know? And but you yeah. see their lives be blessed and you can tell that it's just Jesus that works in their heart. And it's something also where they don't ask for something. Everybody that's ever helped me along the way never asked for anything in return. Yeah. So I was able to get a great mentor when it came to sales. So I became a salesperson because that person gave me their time and energy. Yeah. You know, I was able to get a place to stay because that person gave me 
a place to stay at the time. I did the Dave Ramsey program because somebody paid for me to go through it and they saw that I was struggling. Yeah. You know, so I think that a lot of times people don't realize that what they're doing to other people when they're giving so much, I think that the effects of just somebody being there when you need them Mm -hmm. is a ripple. Yeah. And then that person wants to go out and do it for the next person. What would you say to encourage someone who's listening to this who's maybe has, I want to say a hard heart about giving, like, is there anything that you could say that God has shown you to soften their hearts to reconsider giving? Because when this episode comes out is the last day of February. So like March 1st is the next day, which is like, you know, we got to give God our first fruits, you know, (laughs) so like encouragement to tithe and all that jazz. But is there anything that you could say to encourage the person listening about the importance of giving from your heart? I don't think about it anymore as I used to. I don't count minutes. I don't yeah. count hours. I don't count cents. I yeah. just have learned that having that freedom and that peace has brought me peace and freedom to myself. And it always comes back tenfold. And you're not even doing it for it's tenfold. It's true. You know, you, it does. you're not doing it for tenfold. But it always comes back. And then there's seasons that it doesn't come back right away. Yeah. You know, and you might be in a hard time. And then somebody's going to reach out to you just when you need it and give you something that you've been missing. Yeah. You know, something that you might have needed at the time or somebody checking on you and giving them your time. So I think it's just until you start to do it, you'll never really understand. But it's yeah. also with Jesus also. So we were just talking about worship music. Until you start yeah. worshiping we basically yeah. all day. Yeah. You know, I just listen to the worship music all day now so that I feel like I'm in constant worship. And yeah. you before you before I was doing that, I never knew what it felt just to feel warm all over all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? It's I like feel- a burning in your soul. Yes. Like, like- I want to worship all day. I want to look for the good in everything. I want to help somebody. I want to glow. You know, I want to yeah. feel that I'm doing the best I can for him. Yeah. And that is why I say, you know, I'm kind of new to this part of my life when it comes to religion, it's not just a checked box anymore. It's completely changed. It's a relationship. Yes, it is. And it's, um, you know, it's also something where you can feel it when you're giving it to other people. Yeah. You feel like you just glow a little different, you know? Exactly. Things don't bother you as much. Did you say you feel like you glow a little different? Yeah, I know. I just, you know, (laughs) maybe not. (laughs) I mean, you do. You do. I mean, there's, there's moments when I'm giving where it just feels like a step of obedience. You know, there it's like, I just have to do this because I know I have to do this. Like, right. I know I have to do this. And I will say, you know, it hasn't always been easy because yeah. I've had financial issues. You know, yeah. I've had timing issues where when I had young children, I couldn't give the way I used to with my yeah. time. So, um, and in that time is more of an obedience thing. You realize that you're doing it for something greater than yourself. Yeah. And as long as you are faithful, you know, He's faithful back. Yes, he is. Yeah. Like, hallelujah. I he know. Is it's just, um, you know, it's a different kind of life when, you, when you're looking for ways to help other people mm-hmm. versus what did they do for me today. Exactly. Oh, we cannot think like that. And I think being all in, it's this, it's this idea of living life abundantly. Mm-hmm. You know, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus came so that we could have life more abundantly. Right. You know, and... The enemy gets those thoughts in our head of like, oh, well, what have they done? The enemy is like, 
counting the score with us, like of scores against right. whatever. And if you're not keeping track of how somebody's helped you or, you know, you've helped them more times, yeah. you know, that might be the time that you have to help them the even more when yeah, they're exactly. not giving back. Yeah. So it's just one of those things that's changed dramatically in my life. And that was only from examples of people showing me that kind of kindness. Exactly. Okay. You know, so we have to go back to Peru real quick. <laughs> okay. When did you go on this? So um, I, I'm actually bringing Rad this September, or September, July. July, where are you yes. going? To back to Peru. So I don't know why I said September. Uh, and Rad is your? Rad is my six-year-old. Oh. So he's going. Um, I wanted to go on a mission trip by the time I was 30. So when I turned 30, I was out um, cold calling because that is fun, you know, and yeah. I was in sales. So you have to go and cold call people. And then oh, I would awful. find the same parking lot and cry in it after I was done and call cold my call dad. Yes, it was terrible. Yeah. So um, I knew I wanted to go to a missions trip, and I had actually cold called a church. And I walked in, and we just started having this conversation. I said, yeah, I really want to go on a mission trip. And he said, my friend is Linda English. She goes to Peru. He gave me her number. I called her. She had one spot left. I wanted to go by myself. So I went by myself, um, and it was 10 days. And they were... I mean, for lack of a better term, very much more churchy than I was at the time. It was, yeah. um, you know, they were praying openly, and that's where I learned about seasons. And I really felt out of my element. But I didn't want to bring another crutch of a person and lean on them. I wanted to go by myself and figure yeah. it out. So we built houses in Peru. And I've always said that I was going to go back, and that was eight years ago. You know, time flies. But So we oh, are going to yeah. go back with Rad oh, in my July. Goodness. And you're going to bring your husband? Or just no, you actually, Rad? I'm bringing my mom. Oh, my yes. goodness. So, you know, you want to bring um, your mom because she's – sometimes she, it's better to have your mama. Exactly. <laughs> I know, yeah. I know. Like, your mom's probably going to love it. Yeah. So, and I, I want to give her that opportunity because yeah. she's never got to go on one, and it changed my life. I mean, I remember I cried so hard when I left that the little kids ran up to me and basically had to tell me they were going to be fine. Yeah. You know, I just was crying because I'd never felt um, just pure bliss. You know, I came back and everything was different. But it, really, yes, it How? just felt like a different perspective. I had never been to a country like that and just seeing how happy they were. I mean, when we say building houses, it's four walls and a tin roof. Mm -hmm. So I have always supported um, Reimagine is the name of the organization that goes since then. And we haven't been able to go back, um, but we are going back. They go back every year, but I, you know, I had children and it just didn't yeah. feel like the right time. So so reimagine. Tell yes. us about this organization. So this is who Linda English. I yes. don't know who that is. She's phenomenal. She's local. She does reimagine. Um, the next one coming up is in Milton, mm -hmm. and they do um, you know free haircuts and free HIV testing and clothing drives and things like that. And they'll do one also in Pensacola, and then she does it in Peru, and she sends probably four or five teams a year to go build houses in Peru in this Amazing. one community. Mm -hmm. Why Peru? Um, I don't know for sure. You know, I, that's I where her connections where, yeah, are. Yeah, she yeah. loves it. I mean, she's been going there for years. I mean, yeah. you got to think this was eight years ago and she had already been going there for yeah. probably 20 years. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, if, for an example, when we couldn't do my time to go to Peru for yeah. a wedding gift, we asked for money instead and then we donated the money for houses Yeah. so that we wouldn't 
so you can give in different ways. You don't have to do the time or the money at the time, you know, yeah, exactly. as long as you're just thinking about ways that you can help other people. Exactly. Well, and two, when you were building houses, you were like, this is not in my gift. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I was, can we just go down and play with the kids? Exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And, but the whole trip that I took to Peru also, so this is another example of giving is I, at the time, was not, um, couldn't afford to go, so I can sew for my grandmother, so I was making pillows, and I was going to sell pillows, and then that's how I was going to pay for my trip. Amazing. So then I had one guy say, well, why don't you make all these pillows, I'll pay, and then you go deliver them to the children's hospital. Yeah. So I made 20 or 30 pillows, he gave me money for my trip, I delivered the pillows to the children's hospital. (gasps) And... By the time that it, the, we got done fundraising for this Peru trip, the whole trip had been paid for. I had yeah. enough left over. So we went, and there was this woman, and they were talking about a preschool there, and it didn't have a roof. And I had extra money yeah. from everybody. I mean, it was random people. I would tell them about the mission trip, and I would get a check in the mail the next That's day. That's amazing. Yeah. The whole thing was paid for just by people I had talked to, and I wasn't really begging. I was like, yeah. I'll give you a sir, Like, I'll give yeah. you a pillow. Um, but people were just sending me money for it. And then I had enough money left over so that when we were there, we were able to put a roof on this little elementary or preschool because of the, and it was all other people. Yeah. So then the next year I said I was going to go, but I couldn't go. So then I just took what I had already paid and yeah. go to somebody else's trip. That's cool. So there's always a chain reaction, I feel. Yeah. Well, and you had kids and like, there is a season for that, you know? Yeah, it's exactly. Like, too, like, I, I mean, mm. I know everybody out there is different, but leaving the country with your kids at home. I, mean, I know. Like I, I was a very thing. ambitious. I was like, I'm going to take, I'm going to leave. And I had a newborn, you know? Oh, you did? No, I didn't go. But uh, at the time I didn't have a kid. No, okay, it was before okay. I had, I was married. Or had oh, children. okay. I was okay. Married, yeah. <laughs> no. I was like, no, oh, but I goodness. promised myself I was going to go back and I just never made it, you know? Yeah. So we're going to go this year. But um, it's honestly with that and work, you know, mm-hmm. very lucky that I've had really great clients mm-hmm. and really great owners. And I think if you're just open to helping, because that's really what real estate and rentals are, is helping people. Yeah. And as long as you're looking for ways to help those people also, you know, a lot of times people just call and cry to me because of their situation that's going on. I just had an owner call and cry yesterday. She's yeah. like, I'm sorry. And I'm It's fine. That's what I'm here for. Exactly. So when I say giving, I mean that also, as long as you're just, and you have to take care of yourself too. You have to give back to yourself Yep. also. But, um, you know, just being the person that's there for other people. But, you know, the Peru trip was definitely an example of how other people had given. And because of it, I was able to do something I never thought I would be able to do. Mm -hmm. And then I was able to bless other people with it. Do you feel like God made a way for you to go on that Peru trip? Like he was opening doors for you? Absolutely. It was going through one of the hardest times in my life. And I had this really bad situation and I had to go. Mm-hmm. So I, w- I wanted to go by myself. And then I would just sit on the bus to the village back and forth and talk with some of the people there that were way more, I don't want to say religious, but, you know, spiritual, religious more than okay. me. You know, they yeah, were... Yeah. They knew the scriptures. They yeah. knew Jesus's work. That's what they were there for. Yeah. And I was there because I said, I just want to go on a mission trip, you yes. know? So that made everything. I mean, I started listening to worship music after that because I liked the sound of it because they were singing on the bus and yeah. they were doing all these things different. And I was supposed to be there a hundred percent. I mean, it was, the way was so cleared that it was just one of those things. Like I said, you know, sometimes where God was saying, 
this was it. You know, when the checks were showing up in the mail, yeah. that was God. But, yeah, he was. But then other times where I'm not even thinking about if it's God, I look back and go, well, this is how I got to this place. And it was all God. You know, yeah. every step of the way has just got me to where we are. And I mean, I don't want to sound like everything's perfect because it's absolutely hard all the time. You know, yeah, you have two small kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. work full time. In and this world, get... we will have troubles. Yes, like, there legit. are definitely troubles, you know. <laughs> yeah. And I'm I also, um, my husband would probably tell you I have more mood swings than anybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, bringing it back to your center. And that's what I've been really focusing on lately, you know, yeah. is praying about it instead of worrying about it. Exactly. Hallelujah. You I know? cannot <laughs> stop saying that word. It's just like, that's what the angels are saying. And I'm just like, I'm right there with you, you know, like I'm right there with you, God. Like right. you're with me. Like, thank you, God, for supporting us in seasons when we do have troubles. Mm-hmm. Like, so the scripture says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, when you go through trials of many kind, because what it's doing is um, giving you a better character. It's giving you a better faith is what I, I mean, I don't want to say better faith, but it's giving you a stronger faith. Right. And that is the picture of what we're listening to right now of like, you went through a hard time and you're like, I choose Jesus. I'm going to go on this missions trip. So my question to you is if someone who's listening to this podcast right now, they're going through a hard time, maybe they're going through troubles. Is there anything that you could say to encourage them? Because you, in my opinion, you did the right thing. Like you went on a mission trip, you did something brave and bold for God. And you know, that was also one of those things where I started stepping out of my comfort zone and going and not being afraid to say yes. So after, you know, the last five to seven years have been very fast moving of way the business has grown and from work has grown. Mm -hmm. And I just, you know, you just got to get over your fear a lot of times. Yeah. So also... I just said this to somebody the other day. They were saying, well, I thought I was at the end of all the bad stuff because they'd had several bad things happen. And I said, well, then you would be dead, for lack of a better term. I've always got a thorn in me somewhere. Yeah, I just said, well, you wouldn't (laughs) be, you know, you don't want the struggle to end because then you're not here anymore because you're always going to have struggles. So I had this, you know, calling or the Jesus calling the other day where it said, get over the illusion that bad things aren't going to happen to you, you know? So I guess when you are going through those hard things, you just have to realize that this too shall pass. You're just going to have to keep moving until it's better. And if you just keep moving forward, it's eventually going to get better. And you're going to go, how did I get through that? And you're already past it. Exactly. You know, as long as you just keep moving forward. Yes. You can't stop. You can't live there in the depression of the things that happen to you. And you just have to take every step in front of you. And not be afraid to take the steps because a lot of times it's, you know, the enemy is going to make you fearful of, well, you're not good enough. You're not good enough to be on this podcast. You're not good enough. You know, that's the enemy. Yes. You know, the imposter syndrome almost. You know, I felt kind of silly opening a brokerage at first, you know, because I'm sitting here thinking I'm not, there's people that have been doing this a lot longer than me. You know, they never started a brokerage. Why didn't they? But I knew that it was in my heart to be the that next step of business. So I just wasn't, I just didn't listen to it. You said yes. I said yes. I didn't listen. I didn't care what people would think if, you know, if I was good enough to do it or, you know, qualified enough. You know, I had done all the classes. I had the experience and here we are, you know, so it's been just one step in front of the other. 
I want to ask you this. Do you ever get nudges in church when we're in work? Because, okay, so Heather and I, I go cry to the same every church. time. I know, Are I you kidding? Too. I don't even wear mascara anymore. No, I don't either. I, I mean, I do, but it falls I, off. It's a like, mess. I, I boohoo cry every Sunday. I cry every time. I know. I mean, every stinking time. If it's not like the past, you know, if it's not Nathan saying something, it's Caitlin singing, saying you know. Yeah. I would say a lot of the worship music just brings me to another level. You know, I really enjoy his series, too. He's really engaging. I love our church because yeah. there's just so many times that I go, oh. And there's a lot of times, too, that I think this one's not for me. Maybe this is for my husband Exactly, today, yeah. Where yeah. I can feel what he's been going through, and I think that the <laughs> yeah. sermon is to him. And I'm kind of like nudging, nudging him. Nudging him. You I know? know. So, yeah, he might get a nudge in church. <laughs> <Exactly>. but, uh, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, That's it's hilarious. from his wife. But yeah. Um, So, yeah, all the time. I just cry because I feel... I look forward to it. If we miss it, we've made, and I am very, very grateful because when we first got together, I don't think that it was something that we had on our radar that we were going to commit to every Sunday. But over the last couple of years, since we had children especially, I've realized yeah. that he really wanted to raise his kids in the church as much yeah. as I did. So it's Sunday is a routine for us now, yeah. and that kind of, everything else goes around that. Y'all are all in. Like, y'all yes. even go to the weekday stuff. I <laughs> know, uh, but that's why January, I really missed that. I wish we were doing I it. I know. It was, it was, the worship was incredible. Yeah, so nudges all the time. But I feel nudges from, I'll t- can I tell you my dolphin story? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Okay, Jed's going to laugh about this, too. And you <laughs> can cut this one out if it doesn't make I sense. I don't think but, so. So I was down here. I mean, I moved down here without anybody else. I'm from Ohio. All my family's in Ohio. So I was 24 or 25, and I had to make the decision if I was going to stay here or not. So I would walk the beach every day, and I would cry, and I would say, am I supposed to be here? You know, I don't think I'm supposed to be in Florida. Maybe I'm supposed to be back home. You know, I didn't even have a car at the time. I had to go to a buy here, pay here place. You know, I had terrible credit. I was renting a room from somebody. I had My parents were saying, come back home. Yeah. And I was walking, and I was like, if I'm supposed to stay, just show me a dolphin. And then... I realized how ridiculous that was. So after, you know, an hour of crying, there was no dolphins and I felt ridiculous. So I started walking up the boardwalk and this gentleman starts yelling at me and I turn around and he pointed out and he said, dolphins. And I was like, what? And I started crying. So I walked down and he said, I've walked them all the way down here. And he said, I've been walking for 30 minutes or so. And he said he walked from the pier, but he couldn't stay, and he just kept walking, and I just was sitting there crying, and that's when I knew that I was never leaving Pensacola Beach. Now I live in Gulf Breeze, but the same thing. Yeah, it's it's all the same. Yeah, so I just knew that I wasn't supposed to go back. And I was really young and, um, you know, very new in a sales career and really didn't have a lot of help. But I knew after that that I was just not going back. I have glory bumps. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's God. It was. So that what I say is there's so many times in life where, you know, I felt like meeting Linda when I walked into that church that day and said, I want to go on a mission trip. And he said, here's the number to call. You know, that was a prayer answered right then and there. But then yeah. you look back sometimes and there's not a definitive answer, but not having the answer is almost just as much. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about this on the podcast before, but the Torn Wells song about if it's not good, then he's not done with it yet. Right. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, he's not done with it yet if it's not good. Yeah. And he wasn't done with it when you were out on that boardwalk. Like that man, you were about to leave. I was about to leave. I had my back turned, you know, and I think it was supposed to happen that way because I realized that I shouldn't have sat there and questioned 
or tried, you know, I do believe in asking for signs because I think that they come. Oh, yeah. You know, but I was, it was almost like a test, you know? And yes! <laughs> I didn't, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. And um, are you going to trust me? Right. Do you believe in me? Exactly. I got you. And the, even uh, several years later, I was out walking again and I was just being in a state of gratitude and saying, thank you for showing me that day, those dolphins. And then yeah. I saw dolphins that day. So it was just one of those things where it just happened. And I knew that if you can't believe that there's something else, then exactly. <laughs> I just can't explain power. it. Yeah. And he is almighty. You God. know, my favorite song right now is the um, gratitude song. <gasps> Yes. It's so good. By Brandon Lake. Yes, Brandon Lake. Yeah. And that's another thing, too. Our My husband and I, we go to, um, instead of a lot of date nights, we go to local worship. Um, you know, if somebody's coming to town. Really? Yeah. So we saw Zach Williams. He was no amazing. Way. Where was he? The singer. I mean, unbelievable. <gasps> oh, was, my goodness. It was probably the best concert I've ever been to. I love him. Yes, it was so good. Okay, well, y'all let us know. I'll text you. Yeah, time. Jed's always like, we need to invite another couple. Oh, yeah, it's us. Yeah. It's us. If you were <laughs> wondering who it was, it's us. I know. It's <laughs> so funny um, just because of how much it's changed. And it's brought us closer, you know, yeah. definitely being able to share those, those you know, the same kind of. I feel like our church has brought us together because you know, it's a yes. young church and it's there's yeah. people our age and you're there at worship night and you see other couples and you realize this is how I want to raise my family. This is the community I want to raise them in. So yeah. it has been really good just to be around people that you know are like-minded. Exactly. So good. What Bible verse is encouraging you in this season? And the reason I ask this, we ask every guest who comes on the podcast, but the reason I ask is because... There are certain scriptures that you got to cling to. You know what right, I'm saying? Yeah. Like, there are scriptures that can get someone through a second of their day, you know, a moment of their day. So we ask this to every guest, but what Bible verse? So it's kind of funny to follow up my dolphin story with this because this one's actually on my desk um, and I look at it and I'll, not Bible verse related. I don't think it's actually, but the footprints. Um, oh, the footprints poem, in the sand. My mom yeah. bought me. When I was, uh, you know, back in the day, bought me this little plaque, and it stays on my desk. Yeah. And whenever I'm having a bad day, I just look at, you know, the plaque that my mom got me. Exactly. <sighs> well, it's just a reminder that God is with you. Right. So it's Matthew 7, and I keep it on my desk, and it's ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks, the door will be opened. So it kind of goes back to my test in the dolphins. Yeah. <laughs> I asked and I received. But, you know, I even silly stuff I ask for. And I always have some kind of comfort in a different way every time. Yeah. And something that always blows my mind is I'll hear stories about people wanting this and people wanting that. And you'll hear, you know, later, oh, they never asked that person for what they wanted. Mm -hmm. And they didn't get it. If you don't ask, you don't get it. Think of Jesus as that, as your wonderful counselor, your mighty God, your everlasting father, your prince of peace. Go to him with whatever question or whatever need that you have. Ask him for it. You know, if you have children, you want to provide for your children. If they ask you for a piece of fruit, like you're going to go find an apple or something. Right. Yeah. Ask him for what is on your heart. Is there any other encouragement that you have with that? Well, it's also... So when you ask, you know, I feel 
you have to be content with what you already have also. Mm -hmm. But, you know, a lot of times I just ask for peace if I have a situation or if we're in negotiations and things are not going the way everybody expects. You know, I just want the best for everybody. So I ask for the greater good for everyone. Yeah. What is going to be the situation that everybody can agree on and it works out. Exactly. And you ask. Like, yes. I listen to a lot of like real estate podcasts because they do a lot of uh, coaching and mentoring that helps me with my sales with insurance. But one of the things that they talk about is like just asking. (laughs) Oh, you never, I tell, you know, um, I have a, a younger agent under me and I said, well, ask this. Ask that. And she goes, well, no, he doesn't really want to ask that. And I said, just ask just and see ask. what happens, you know, and you'll end up, a lot of times, the buyer or the seller, all you have to do is ask, and ask. you'll go, wow, exactly. I'm surprised. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that is so funny, but it's so You know, true. so many times you just get worked up in your head and you forget to ask. You know, yeah. you're, you play out the situation so many times in your head, and so many times you worry about things over and over, and you don't talk to God. And yeah. just ask. And then as soon as you do, it kind of resolves itself. Okay. I just got this picture in my head. That is like, not real estate. That's everyday life. That's everyday <laughs> life. Like that's walking with God every day. I just got this picture in my head of a light and it's like a leading light. And it's like taking you on this straight path. Like think of the light as God and like asking you shall receive. Like, God, where do you want me to go? What do right. you want me to do? Which path? What path do you want me to take? Like follow that leading light. And it, it, I don't know, like we talk about it in our church, but for some people hearing visions like that or ideas of that is really confusing to people. But I just want to encourage you to like ask God to show you something that you've never seen before or have an experience with God and like listen to him that him telling you something that he wants you to do, like ask him to be your leading light, your shepherd, you know, and see what he does and, and tell us what happens. <laughs> Don't be afraid to ask if you're doing it wrong. You know, yeah. sometimes I'm going down a path and I go, wait, am I supposed to be doing this? So I kind of ask on both sides, you know, what should I do next? And am I doing it right? You know, so if I'm not, you can direct me to the way I'm supposed to. Amen. So, I mean, that's the lesson of this episode right, <laughs> right. now. Like, take that with you, <laughs> you know. What am I supposed to do, God? And if I'm not doing it right, show me how to do it the way you want me to do it. Right. Yes. There. Yeah. I like that. Okay. And now we end. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and my, <laughs> job. <laughs> my job. <laughs> um, okay. Where can people go to connect with you? So um, I always give out my cell phone. Really? Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. I go mean, I know. It's 850-619-9427. My operation manager gets mad at me for giving out my cell phone. She's like, we have a company number now. And yeah. it's just so much easier, you know. Just text me. I'm on me. Facebook. Um, both companies are on Facebook, both the Vacation Rental Company, which is Postcard Properties. The Postcard Realty is a full-service brokerage, so we do annual leases and buying and selling. And, I mean, honestly, just reach out on Facebook Messenger if you need me or any kind of way that – I. I actually put my phone number on my Facebook because somebody had sent me a message and I missed it and I – I lived in guilt forever. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's how it is with Messenger. There's like these secret yes, places. there's secret places. Exactly. Go, so and they I always there. give out my phone number because yeah. I don't want to miss an opportunity to help if – and when I say help also, it could be real estate needs, but it could also yeah. be anything else, you know? Yeah. And it, it only takes a moment of your day, like just being available for mm-hmm. people. Like that's what um, 
take a deep breath, you know, and smile and answer the phone. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, and I, I read was, that in a book. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I don't know what book it was, but they were like, before you answer this phone, smile. Right. And I was oh, like, gosh. oh, goodness, that's good. I think at the end of the day, I always look at it and say, my kids are healthy. Yeah. Everything is good today. You know, we all woke up and I, I try, if I'm having a bad day, that's kind of how I look at it and say, everybody's healthy. We live in a beautiful place that I'm obsessed with. Yeah. So I just try not to, I try to be a little more even killed than I used to be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and if you're not, you just go to the beach. Yeah, you exactly. You, go take, you look for the dolphins. Even all you have to do is drive over that bridge and it all goes away. <sighs> so good. I know. That's where God lives in my mind. It's always out on the beach where I'm walking and being by myself and you know, I've been out there and yelled, and I've been out there and cried, and I've been out there and smiled. And, yeah. you know, he always kind of just shows up. There was something our pastor said the other day that he got from a book, and I think- I love that he does that. He I know. brings so many quotes in, and people, and books, and- I learned so much. I do, too. Well, he was saying, and this is not uh, his quote, but it's from a book, and he was saying that, and I'm sorry, I, I don't know where it was from, but he said, when you work, if you use your hands- mm. Sabbath with your head, like rest your brain. Mm. Um, like don't, if you use your hands, let's say you do construction and you're doing physical labor for your work, rest and Sabbath the opposite way of that. So whatever that means for you. I mean, I don't know what you do, but like if you do something where you're like, maybe you're a physical fitness trainer, I don't know. But like doing something opposite of that on the Sabbath day to honor God and resting however God, you know, meets you, whether that's reading a book or taking a nap or whatever. And then he said, for people who use their brain for work, use Sabbath by using your body. Mm -hmm. So that's like going paddle boarding or, I don't know, taking a nap. I'm just yeah. <laughs> Exactly. I just love taking a nap. Right. But oh, whatever gosh. that is for you. I haven't had a nap forever. Uh, yeah, like going on a walk. Yes, I'm a big walker. And going, going to the beach, right. you know? Mm -hmm. Maybe that's how you connect with God and Sabbath and spend time with Him. And that's how you rest. Right. You know? That's how I spend time, for sure. Is really? I'll go, I'll, I'll go to the beach to take a walk. But mm -hmm. I want that when if something... You know, if I had a friend that, I don't know. So anyway, if I've yeah. had that where you go to the beach when it's something bad has happened, I go to the beach. If something good's happened, I go to the beach. And I'm not saying yeah. like sitting on the beach. I go and I walk and yeah. I just connect. That's where I've found him. Really? Mm-hmm. For sure. That's oh, where, that. that's just in my soul. I feel like that's where we're the closest. That's contentment. I love it. Well, at the end of every podcast, we always pray. So join us in prayer and mentally like take your brain to the beach. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> and uh, Father, just thank you so much for today. Thank you for all that you've given us. We pray to be good givers as you see us to give from your kingdom, to do kingdom work for your glory. Father, decrease us and increase you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, this is Dustin, one of the pastors at Grace Bible Church in Sebring, Florida. Thanks for tuning in to listen to Broadcast His Love with Ricky Van Stewart. I hope you will also consider joining us on our podcast as well. Our hope is to encourage you, inspire you, and compel you towards a closer walk with Jesus and one another. You can find us on every platform where podcasts are offered by simply searching for Grace Bible Church Sebring. 
Again, this is Pastor Dustin, and I hope to get to connect with you very soon. Hey, this is Mark Stockland, pastor and CEO for Haiti Bible Mission in Jeremy Haiti. If you'd like to follow along with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti, you can check us out at HaitiBibleMission.org. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We'd love to get you guys connected with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti and how you can partner with us to live the difference, to help empower leaders, to transform communities. God bless you guys and have a great day. Hi, y'all. This is Nan Charland, the owner of the Laurel Oak Inn Bed and Breakfast in Gainesville, Florida. You can find the Laurel Oak Inn on the internet at laureloakinn.com or Facebook and Instagram, Laurel Oak Inn. Until we meet you in person, we certainly hope you're enjoying life to its fullest. This is amazing!